Hey, Doug. Hey, Karen. How are you? I'm good. I'm older now as we record this. I've moved into a whole new decade since we last spoke. And I can't sing the happy birthday song because that's not in the public domain. Or is No, it? no. I wouldn't want all of our listeners to tell on us and make us pay up. That would be terrible. We can't afford that. But happy birthday, old man. Thank you. Yes, I am now 90. <laughs> Are you in your rocking chair, Grandpa? Yeah, get off my lawn. <laughs> Please, I say that like every day. Yeah, it's funny because my internal age probably really is 90. <laughs> but it's not me. It's everyone else. <laughs> Yay. So, hey, how do you feel? Do you feel older? Do you feel wiser? Oh, it's no to both. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, I I really don't feel any different, though, though it's been almost a week, and it's been a nice week, so the beginning of 40 is nice, um, but no, the wiser thing, probably not either. Oh, well, that'll come with time. Maybe, Maybe another week. Yeah, yeah, let's check in. We'll check in another week. Hey, so we are at season four, episode five, um... And what was it called? Doug, I can't read my writing. So here's the thing, guys. Apparently, Karen has kept her notes as usual, but she can't read her notes. She's having a very busy couple of, of weeks, and and the busyness continues to, to go on. Um, you guys. So, so Karen's hanging on by a thread. I am. I'm selling. We're, we're selling my childhood home. No, oh, I'm saying, oh, but it's not like I don't know this has been going on. No, like, like, I don't, like, it's fine. Like, I have absolutely no ties or attachment to the house. What I do, however, have is 45 years of stuff that I have to deal with and, um, and contractors and, and timing everything and, and 1-800-GET-JUNK. If, if anybody has referrals to people that clean out houses like i need them like now okay so guys that's a plea that's like a plea. If any of you can help it's a plea speak up it's a plea so um so we're going to be on hiatus for a few weeks while i sort of sort all of this out because i am you know working through all of this like working working my day job yeah because this is not all we do guys and girls no it's not um, so yeah, so anyway, so I, I watched the episode and I was taking notes and I think I was kind of like, I was definitely yeah, I drinking. I was definitely <laughs> drinking and, and I might've been kind of like tilted, like kind of half laying down, which might've added to the issue with my notes. So this is either drowning Henry or drawing Henry. Well, you're, at least you're good with one of them. It's drawing Henry. Drawing, like, like I'm sketching Henry. Yes. Okay. Drowning is so much better. Well, I mean, that day will come on this show, too. No, no, because you think it ties into the pool. You know, the pool. I mean, yeah, but it would be misleading. I guess. Wait, who's Henry? There's no Henry on this. Henry is the guy that Kimberly is seeing. The one, her, her altar, for lack of a better word. Oh, that's right, Henry. That's right. That's right. No, we should drown Henry. Well, we should drown Henry, but, but we have lots to learn from Henry still. Really? I thought we learned everything we needed to. Um, I mean, I think 
we're about to talk about a big piece of information that falls out of the sky, but but we're not done with Henry yet. Okay. Well, I will say they're working really hard to redeem Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they probably didn't have to. They could have just kept her on the show. This is, after all, Melrose Place. But, yeah, they're really giving her every ouch they possibly can. So, um, so where do you want to start? How should we do this? You, you, you are, you are running things tonight. I am, I'm, I'm in your hands. Your very capable hands. Well, I thank you very much. Um, I, I, I think we should just go through it from start to finish. Okay. And, and, you know, we, we can sort of, um, skip over some of the, you know, like, Smaller stuff, if you can't read your handwriting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we might have to. Um, okay, so when we started, uh, the episode called opened with Kimberly in the hospital. And I guess she has shared the, the, the Henry with Peter, correct? Did we see this in another ep- an earlier episode? I think, uh, yeah, I think going back a couple episodes, she's already told him about the, the man she sees. So, so Peter's decided that, oh, drawing Henry, that, that they're going to have like a forensic sketch artist draw, literally draw Henry um, for, for her as though having him drawn out will trigger something in her mind. That's exactly right. And I don't know if you noticed or even would have thought of this, only me maybe, these sketches of Henry look just like Jack Palance. I did not notice. <laughs> I love well, Jack Palance. A blame it on the alcohol. Okay, yeah, that's it. Um, and that was sort of it. Like it was just kind of. And this is the thing. Okay, 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 okay. Here is the thing. Peter is being all touchy feely with Kimberly and tender, but yet there's nothing there, right? No, it's just guilt. Okay. Boy, that's some guilt. Um. Yeah. 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 There's nothing romantic there. Yeah. It's like. A, She's kind of like the surrogate for his sister who died. So it's like a brotherly, sisterly thing. Got it. Got it. All right. So that was oh, about the extent of it. But, it, well, I mean, like, but the other thing is, it's great because Peter, like, can zing it to Michael every time he does anything that helps Kimberly. That's true. So yeah. there's, like, that's that's the bonus. That is an but, added bonus. Let's so we have, the, we have the Henry drawings at the very beginning. And it's kind of a week cold open as Melrose Place goes, because then we go to a scene of Brooke continuing to scheme with Antonio Sabato Jr., our Jack Parisi. Um, and Amanda's talking to her at work, and he calls her at Brooke's desk because um, he can find anyone. And he's like, I'm in town, and I want to meet. And Brooke writes a note to get a, a Amanda off her back, and she's like, new client. And it's like, well, Amanda would know who the new client is because she is still the boss, but... Whatever. I have a question. Okay. It looked like D&D got new offices. Um, no, but I think what it is, is we only saw like one panel. And when they show Brooke at her desk, we're now looking at a different side of the set. Ah. Because if you go back to like where Allison and Billy typically sit, that's the same. Oh, because that was like this like huge like space and I with big windows and I was like, what is this? A new D&D? Okay. No, no new D&D, but this is what Brooke gets with her fake, you know, blackmailed promotion. Got it. 
Um, uh, so that's very uh, astute of you to pick up on that in your state, if I do say so. Well, thank you. Um, so now I, I can't read my writing. <laughs> um, and so I don't know if this was a new scene or if this played in that Jack uh, there wants to meet Brooke for coffee and she plays the married card. That's like right after we come back from the credits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're just going to go right to Hart Mancini Designs now with the big reveal. Yeah, the newly dubbed Hart and Mancini Designs with, you know, balloons in the air and a champagne bottle that no one ever opened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, and and once again, this sort of like hot, cold relationship between Richard and Jane plays out again with Richard being upset um, because, that you know, he says that they have different agendas, which like Jane's agenda is to like make a really successful company and his is... To pout? I guess. Yeah, like, this is such a stupid storyline. It's not even worth trying to decipher. There's, It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Makes no sense. And, yeah, I guess everyone knows that, that what's-her-name, Mackenzie, is dead? Well, they kind of... They, they, they sent that uh, release out, right? I guess. I mean, they kind of glossed over this. Yeah, they'll do that. I mean, did Jane make the announcement when she announced that she actually designed the the line in the in the middle of the fashion show? Did she say, "Oh, and Mackenzie's dead"? I or no? I wouldn't have put it past her. Yeah, no. no. But she was, she was like, "The designs are all mine," and everyone's like, "Yay!" And no one ever asked the question: If you're designing for Mackenzie Hart, where is Mackenzie Hart, who we haven't seen in weeks? They yeah. just. Move on. I mean, if anything, wouldn't it be a great plot twist if all of a sudden, like, the police swoop in and, like, arrest Jane for murder? Yeah, it would be better. Because nobody knows where Mackenzie is. Yeah. We don't know she's dead. Yeah, it would be like the writers here actually had an endgame in mind. Yeah, but no. They don't. I was kind of annoyed by this episode. Can you tell? I I mean, I'm only just starting to. Okay, I I mean, it could have also been... I'm under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure right now. Um, and I was having a couple of many beverages when I watched this. Um, but yeah, like I, I had very little patience with this episode. Yeah. And I'm going to say as ridiculous as it is, I enjoyed it. Did you? It might be the external parts of life. But it could very well be. It could be I, I just know I enjoyed the last episode more than this episode. Again, this episode felt a little filler. Yeah, I yeah, I I, I see that and I see that like this is moving us further into our storylines without giving us a ton until like the end or close to it. But um Yeah, I was really enjoying it, although I also will say I think almost every one of these stories right now is kind of Asinine. Oh, completely. And boring. Um, let me think if there's one or two that's not boring. With uh, the exception of Jack, the, the the arrival of Amanda's secret Miami life there, you know what I mean? Like that I'm kind of interested in. I find it intriguing and I love Antonio Zabato Jr. Um, but the rest is kind of, it's, it's boring. And like this whole on again, off again thing with Jake and Joe is really starting to take its toll. That's what I was really thinking about, the bad stories. <laughs> and, like, you know, there's not enough Sid to sort of make it. And, like, Michael was kind of even sidelined. 
Yeah, and I gotta say, I think we're gonna say this about Sydney every week. Because oh. every time she's on, like she's on screen, like she's in each episode, but she's got so little to do. Yeah, and she she's not driving any storyline. Yeah, and it's sad. Yeah, and she's more than just like someone to eavesdrop on the phone. Yeah, and right now that's all she's doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we're going to go to the hospital where um, Hobbs and Peter and Michael are all scrubbing up together. Yep. Um, and Hobbs, as, as you'll remember, is the um, chief of staff and the homophobe. Yes, the one who fired Matt for being gay. Yeah, so Matt's doing and it. Use the F word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, and Peter and Michael are called to testify because obviously he said that nasty word in front of Peter and Michael. And uh, Peter's not something, something, something. I can't read the writing. I don't know what your somethings are. I don't know. I think it's Peter's not going for it. Well, Peter is on to Michael that he's like, Michael's doing it because he can warm his way back and potentially be like, I don't know, chief resident? I'm not sure what. Yeah, but uh, which, is, which, is, which is fine. But, I mean, who cares about what Michael's agenda is? Matt should sue. Yeah, Matt should sue. Matt shut was up, wrong. Peter. God, yeah. Shut up, Peter. Shut up, Peter. Um, so, and anyway. Then, and is this when we go to Jake in the pool? No, first we're going back to uh, Hart and Mancini Designs, where Richard... Oh, uh, with Joe. Like, Richard calls Joe into his office and is like, I want you on my side. I Like, what the fuck was this even about? He wanted Joe to put in a good word with Jane so that Jane would really think Richard was wonderful. I don't even know what Richard needs an ally for. If Rich, Richard just needs to not be a dick on his own. Right. I mean, first of all, Jane right now is not the prize she has been potentially in the past. But um, Richard, like, you're either with Jane or you're not with Jane. This game makes no sense. Yeah. But but it's sort of, um, it's like sort of aligning Joe and Richard and sort of making Joe see everything that, like, Jane has become. But Joe has a lot on her plate this episode. Yes. And by a lot, I mean nothing interesting. Yeah. But she has scenes. Yeah, well, she does have scenes. And and we see the next scene when we go to the pool, which is finally being used. I guess they finally cleaned it. It's clean. Yeah. It's clean. And Jake is using it because why not? We need a shirtless man. We need a shirtless Jake. Seems to be right. Yep. And um, Joe comes home and she sees him and tells him about her day with Richard. And, and she's like, hey, I'm going to. He's like, I, I don't know. He's, she's like, I'm going to go get you a beer. And I think she's going to go in the pool with him or something like that. He's like, here, come on in the pool. And she's like, okay, I'll go upstairs and change. And as she goes upstairs, Shelly comes out of Jake's apartment in her two-piece with beers. And Jake doesn't even think twice about the fact that, like, uh, this sends an odd message. Yeah, and so and so Joe basically comes back downstairs and she's like, you know what? I'm going to bed. Good night. Yeah. And so then Jake gets out of the pool. He's, like, smart enough to, to not be like, oh, whatever, Joe. And he goes up into her apartment all, like, wet and shirtless. And he's like, hey, what's going on? And I don't remember what happened. <laughs> Joe, she, like, kind of gives him an ultimatum as you go to bed. Yeah, as I go to bed. Finish this up. Um, yeah, it, it, did she ultimatum him? Uh, I mean, 
it was it, it was a firm nudge that he kind of needed to step it up and like she kind of made it clear that like she's over this whole Shelly shit now um, remember Shelly hasn't really done anything but Shelly's also made it clear that like she's playing these games and she's out to ruffle Joe's feathers and make moves towards Jake without actually doing anything like it's truly overt. I did not quite get that. I don't think that they are being clear about that. I think they could be clearer. I think the way she reacts to Joe, like, oh, Joe, annoyed by me just bringing some beers to Jake. I mean, I think it's pretty transparent. It's bitchy in, like, uh, like a high school sort of way. I guess. I don't know. I'm not quite seeing it. Like, I keep, like, looking at her and kind of being like, I can't really tell what her agenda is quite yet. Well, that's the thing. You can't tell what her agenda is, but I think it's clear that she doesn't mind that she's disrupting something. Okay. That makes sense. No. In terms of an agenda, there is one, and we have not seen it. And we don't know what it is. Correct. Anyway... We are, um, then they kind of move from that to Brooke and Billy's apartment where, um, where they're talking about how daddy's gone quiet. Yes. And then the phone rings and. It's not daddy. It's not daddy. It's, it's, it's Jack. Jack. Um, and how he got Brooke's home number, who knows? Well, he says, you know, he's got his connections. I mean, he found her at work. He could just as easily find her at home. Also, they still had, like, the white pages then, right? I guess they, so, they, yeah. I guess, they guess you got 411 or whatever, right? Like, there's no reason for Billy to have been unlisted. Yeah. And, um, and, and so Billy is, uh, is suspicious. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to do all this, like, not cheating, but secrecy shit, like, without a cell phone. Right. When you're using a landline in the apartment you share with your husband. Right. Right. So, um, so now we're going to go over to Jane's place, or Joe's place. I think it's Jane's place. And Joe is telling Jane about Shelly. And, um, Joe pushes her about Richard. I don't know what that means. Yeah, she does. She's like, yeah, she does ask her to say a bit more about like what, like what she likes about Richard. Um, I do think, yeah, I think it is in Jane's apartment. Right. But yeah, yeah. So Joe's like doing her duty. And then, oh, right, right, right. She asks about Richard and then they leave and um, Shelly's in the courtyard and she's like, honestly, I just sleep on the couch. Yeah, and Joe's like, whatever. Yeah. And Joe's outfits, I have to say, were on point this episode. Oh, I don't remember them. I remember maybe not thinking anyone's outfits were great. Oh, I rather like Joe's. I think that she's much better stylistically than she was with that other butthead. What was his name? The guy that blew up, that blew her up. The- Reed? Reed. Mm. Yeah. Um, so then, okay, so we're going to go to the LA Museum of Art now where Brooke is having a clandestine meeting with Jack. Um, and, and okay, I didn't quite get this. So he doesn't know for a fact that Amanda's alive. Yes, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have like concrete proof, but he's got a hunch, like she awakened a hunch in him ever since she 
showed up at his house in Miami, and he he followed his hunch out to L.A. And I think he thinks Brooke will lead him right to Amanda, so he keeps involving Brooke so he can get to Amanda. Basically, if this were a movie, Brooke's character is the one who would unleash Freddy or Jason and be dead 20 minutes into the movie. That wouldn't be bad. Just saying. Oh, but this is a TV show, so you're stuck with Brooke, honey. I'm sorry. Oh, so, so, but she caves. I mean, like in this, right in this scene, she basically caves. Like, oh, okay, Amanda's not dead. Yeah. Also, interestingly, and I might just be like skipping beyond this scene, but I feel like they've sort of been playing it up like, oh, with all the secrecy that Brooke is going to end up having an affair with Jack. Spoiler alert, she doesn't. Also, they make it seem like maybe this is going to push Billy away because he may think, he may misconstrue that Brooke and Jack are having an affair. And that is only going to last for one seed and be quashed before the end of this episode as well. Yeah, I thought that was weird because they have sort of Billy showing up at the museum and seeing a moment between Jack and and um and Brooke. and Brooke, where he kind of like I don't know he touches her hair or something like that, and it, it you could definitely read more into it than what it was, and then right. you, and then after that it's like done, yeah. no more. Yeah, so we have that scene where Billy shows up and sees that, and the next time we see Billy and Brooke, he tells her that he saw this, and she gives him like a three quarters truth about what's going on. Right, right, which is interesting. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they could have done more with it or not gone there at all, you know, one or the other. Um, yeah, I agree. They could have definitely done more with it, and I think no one would have been satisfied or liked that at all. So less in this case is more. I guess so. um, But yes, I thought it was an interesting choice because they really just want to get Jack to connect to Amanda. Right. That's like, It's like the Terminator looking for John. John Connor. It's exactly like the Terminator looking for John Connor. <laughs> hey, I thought that was apt. Uh, so we're going to go back to the Kimberly Hospital where Kimberly and Peter are trying to figure out who the guy is, who, who Henry is. That's it. Right. That's the whole scene. Right. So, so he knows this guy is significant. He can't figure out why. She has no recollection why. Yeah. So, so we're still, we're still sort of in stasis over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go to D and D, and Brooke is. We, we see Brooke post meeting with the guy, and that's where Billy uh, pushes her about who he is, um, and she spills. And I think that, and and Billy's like, "Well, you got to tell Amanda." Yeah, and she promises she would, but you know she's she not going she to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but when we go back to Melrose Place, um, Brooke's dad has finally materialized. Yeah, Haley shows up and knocks on Jane's door. Yep, because he wants to talk to Allison. Exactly. Oh, boy. Well, why do you say, oh, boy? This, this whole storyline is starting to ramp up a bit. Um, I, I kind of hope that they don't drop this one. They don't drop this one. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, he's he's basically like, you and I both want the same thing. You, you want Billy and Brooke to be broken up. And she's like, well, I want Billy and Brooke to break up, but I don't want to be a part of breaking them up, and I want Billy only if he's going to come back to me. I don't think she says that second part. Um, um, but he's like, well, 
why don't you come to my boat for dinner? And she's like, why? And he's like, just do it. You know you want to. Yeah, that was weird. And it was not a boat. It was a yacht. <laughs> it is a yacht. It's a yacht, like Yacht Rock. It's a yacht, like beautiful yacht, yes. like rich yacht. Yeah, yeah, like rich rich man's yacht. And not like, not yeah, not like the pretty lady or whatever that thing was that Joe was on. Yes. Yeah. It's no. a beautiful, fancy yacht. Yes. Um, so, so, hmm, this is curious. Why would he want Amanda, uh, Allison to go on his boat, his exactly. yacht? We shall find out, but not yet. Because first we have to go to Michael and Peter's office where we can see Sid for a hot second. Yeah, the Mid-Wilshire building. Yeah, and, um, and, and Sid's on the phone with Michael telling him to get a backbone because Jane's money is her is his money, and he needs to go get some. I guess I guess the the whole Hart Mancini Designs Company has has hit. Everybody knows about it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess word has spread. Yeah, and but Peter That's shows up, and I don't remember what Peter had to do with her. Peter comes in and he's like, I need you to leave. And she's like, no, because my overtime doesn't start. And my spying on Michael doesn't start till after my regular day is done. And you owe me overtime. And she's like filing her nails. And he goes, Sid, you've done enough filing for today. Get it? Ha <laughs> ha Yeah. But he really wants her out of the office because he wants to make a call about Kimberly. And of course, Sid doesn't leave. And she surreptitiously like picks up the line and listens to the whole thing. And who is Peter talking to but Kimberly Shaw's mom back in Cleveland? Um, and I don't know where she's going. She's like dressed like she's about to leave and head out to like the opera or something. She, she's like dressed to the nines and putting these nice earrings on and doesn't have time for him. And he's like, what do you know about a man named Henry? And she's like, Henry. Can I just say something? Yes. How sad is it that with the advent of cell phones being so ubiquitous, you can no longer have a television show where somebody is listening on the other line? Yeah, this among other things, cell phones have killed so many plot devices and misunderstandings and excuses and ways to end scenes and incorporate things. It's like you have to make things a period piece now if you want some of these things to happen because i have forgotten like what fun it is to have somebody like listening in on the other line like on these on these shows what do you like, mean what fun it is oh i enjoy that i actually enjoy that 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 sort of like plot point that that twist the way to twist reco over here i really like it but i mean yeah for the record i think that was a, a cool thing you used to be able to do on tv shows yeah and now you can't there's none of that. There's none of that sneakiness. Yeah, no, so, you can't. So, so what happens is Peter is finally alerted Kimberly's mom that like she needs to do something about Kimberly knowing who Henry is, and Sid also knows there's something to this Henry guy because right. she was listening. And in the next scene, I mean, she must have flown the Concord because she's at the hospital um, with Peter uh, visiting Kimberly and and. You know, she's talking about taking her back to Ohio, and yeah, and and, and like she's going to go right back on the Concord because she's like, I have a car waiting to take us back right now. It's like, hold on, Marion Shaw. Right, right. And then Peter's like, you have to tell her about Henry. And now we find out about who Henry is. All right. Before we do this, 
Now that we know, what are your thoughts? I felt like it kind of didn't really make sense. I felt like I didn't understand why they didn't go all the way with it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Being cagey. Yeah. I'm being cagey. But I mean, I guess let's let, let's let the plot point go, right? That um that that he was the, he was the gardener, which I thought was hilarious for some reason. Of course he, uh, yeah. Of course he was the gardener. Um who uh came to the house one day. The, the dad was traveling and so he 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 attacked Kimberly's mom and he raped her. And Kimberly walked in in the middle of it, and young young Kimberly, young young Kimberly, and that scarred her for life, and that's who Henry was. Well, and she kills him. Oh right, I forgot that part. Um, Yeah, she kills him. I thought. Well, I mean, I guess. I guess. I guess my expectation was it was somebody that did something to her, whether it was like, you know, abuse or what have you. But I guess then it wouldn't make sense for the mom to be so surprised. Do you know what I mean? Like then wouldn't the mom be like, of course she's crazy. This happened, you know, this, this, this terrible thing happened to her when she was a child instead of being surprised that like this was something that she carried with her, you know? Right, that's the difference, which is like, oh, I've been worried about Kimberly my whole life, as opposed to, I've been worried about someone maybe finding out something Kimberly did my whole life. Right, right. But also, like, Peter calls and he has to tell her that, like, Kimberly has been institutionalized. Like, did no one know about the bombing in the world? I I get, you know, news was different back then. I guess so. You know I do feel like word would have gotten back to Marion Shaw that Kimberly was um, arrested and institutionalized for bombing an apartment building and leading to the death of at least one person. One would hope, but she seemed pretty surprised. Yeah, and again, was focused on the opera. Yeah. Well, you know, who can blame her? I guess they weren't close. Yeah, and I guess Kimberly was mad at her mom because her mom lied to Michael about her being dead to keep her away. That's true, and she does bring that up when when Peter calls. Like, doesn't she say, "What did that Mancini do this time?" (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was great. (laughs) But but at least now we know who Henry is or was. Now we know who Henry is. Uh, For the record, I don't think I like this story. I don't like the way we're retconning things to to justify where these characters are now. Like. Kimberly was not an insane woman with baggage when we met her three seasons ago. She was a woman who was eventually done wrong and came back psychotic. But that had nothing to do with, like, some some hidden childhood stuff. You know what kind of makes me kind of nuts about this is that, you know, she did suffer a traumatic brain injury, and that can make you... Your That's kids. the explanation you need for yeah. anything doing, yeah. That, like, that can change your personality. That can make yeah. you violent. That can be all of these things. Um, you know, so, so this feels really unnecessary, although maybe back then they didn't know that. I'm pretty sure they did know that, but I'm pretty sure like the medical community knew that. I'm not sure Darren Starr's writing staff knew that. I don't think they did. That seems plausible. Um, so yeah, so, I mean, it's the same thing I feel like with 
all of a sudden changing Amanda so that instead of growing up in L.A., she grew up in Miami and had a previous marriage that she tried that she faked her death to escape. You know what? I'll roll with it. But you didn't need to rewrite history. Right. Right. But we are where we are. So I shall follow. Yes. Like, we'll just we'll just we'll just keep going. We'll just keep going. Melrose Place. We're going to keep going. We just move on. Um, okay, so now we're going to go to the hospital, uh, Wilshire Memorial, where Hobbs has Matt in his office, and he's handing him, trying to hand him a $25,000 check to drop the lawsuit. Yeah. And Matt won't take the money. Go, Matt. Yeah, he won't take the money. Hobbs is even like, I'll go high as, as high as 30. And Matt's like, no, what are you trying to do with this money? No. Yeah. So go, Matt. Also, it was around, I guess, the last segment when I started writing, where is Allison? Where's Sydney? Where's Matt? We don't see any of them, I think, until the second half of the episode. You are right. It, there was a bit of a lag where, before we saw all of these people. Because, you know, we had to have all those Joe and Richard scenes. Ugh. Anyway, so Allison goes to the marina. She goes to the yacht. The yacht. The yacht. Um. There's a lot of mixed messaging going on here. And she essentially shows up to tell Haley that she will not have any part in breaking up Brooke and Billy. Yes. And that's it. And then then he says, well, come in and have some non-alcoholic drinks with me anyway. And she's like, well, no, I shouldn't, but okay. Yeah. She comes in and then she changes her mind. She's like, no, I really shouldn't. And did you, you, no, you didn't, you, I was just saying, I was like, did you know, but you wouldn't know, um, the, the champagne glasses that he uses to pour the non-alcoholic fizzy stuff in, um, I actually, those were at my, uh, wedding. Oh. They use, they use glasses that look like that for the, the flowers. Oh, really? Yeah, they were holding the flowers on the tables, yeah. It was oh, like that. that's lovely. Yeah, yeah. She got them at a tag sale, a flea market find. She called me from the flea market. I was like, I found these lovely. Aww. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, my glasses. But they're not like glasses. They were vases, actually. Vases. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Allison, um, Allison storms off the yacht. <laughs> and um, is walking down yeah, the... I, I, I mean, it's a dumb scene. I don't want to belabor it. But, like, there's no catalyst for her to keep changing her mind here. Like... She could have just said, thanks, but no thanks, and left. And then the same thing that's about to happen would have happened. That is true. Maybe they just needed to kill some time. Um, it could be. I think they want to, like, keep planting the seed of, like, but Allison is liking Haley thing. Well, I think that, yeah, again, though, you didn't need to do that. No, especially because, I mean, so she walks away, and as she's uh, walking away from the yacht, she turns around to, like, look back at Haley, and her foot gets caught in the ropes, and we hear her go splash into the water. Yeah, so she falls into the water. Yeah, so they have to take her out, and then she has to, like, sit, I mean, it sounds like she sits in her wet clothing and has dinner with Haley, after all, as opposed to, like, having them dry the clothing on the yacht, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that he dried them? No. I don't remember now. I feel like she says something about how, like, she was eating dinner in wet clothes because what was the alternative? Go naked. But, okay, (laughs) 
if we're talking about how we had time to kill on this episode and we want to move this storyline forward, well, why didn't they just show us the dinner scene? If there's a bond there, then that's where we would have seen it. Yeah, because this, this Melrose place is about tell. They don't like to show, they like to tell, which I don't understand. No, and I have no, I have no argument. That's exactly what they do. Okay. Because this is sort of something that we keep returning to where we're like, well, why didn't they just show that scene? Yeah. It's like all of the good stuff happens off camera and then the, and then the characters come on and they just tell us about it. It's almost like they're like making fun of it. Like, look at what you missed. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe the joke just really is on us. Yeah. They're just like, oh, look at all the good shit you just missed. Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what they're doing. Yes. So so Allison leaves having had a nice night and this time does not fall into the surf. No, she falls into his arms. Mm, Uh, but But like half figuratively. Yeah. Because, but she says, I can't do this. Um... Did, did they kiss her? Does he try to kiss her and she walks away? He's, really... he's about to kiss her and then she goes, no, 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 I can't do this and walks away. But, okay, so so no, she did not fall into his arms. Sorry. Psych. We tried. We tried. So uh, we're at a photo shoot with Joe and she's packing up. And, um, oh my God, we still have so many scenes to go through. Well, let's do quick. Yeah, and so uh, Jake Jake calls her, and he's like, come to room 1720. I guess they're shooting at a hotel. Yeah, they're in a hotel. A nice hotel is from what it looks like. Yeah. And, and he's somehow got enough money to, like, rent it out this room and got a whole seduction scene. Yes, and so flowers, champagne. He says he loves her. She says he loves him. And, aw, they're in love. Yeah, yeah, for like one scene, or like literally one scene. Yeah. Um, and but when we go back to Hart Mancini, um, Joe is there, and Jane's wearing the engagement ring, and and so she kind of comes out about her and Richard to Joe, and um, but Jane admits she doesn't love Richard, um, not the way she loved Michael. Yeah, it's gross. I mean. Jane's true love on this show should have been that lawyer that that Sid set him up with the prostitute. Yeah, the one that got away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so now after Jake's seduction scene uh, with Joe and they love each other, uh, we're going to go to Shooters where um, Jake's in his office doing paperwork and Shelly comes in and starts massaging his neck. His yeah, neck. And, and he lets her. And he lets her. And and basically is like, well, I'm tempted by you, but you got so you got to get your own place. And I'm like, really, 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 really. Um, so uh, so there there might be more shenanigans to come there. Yes. Um. So when we get to D and D. So um. Like Billy and Brooke are talking, and then Jack shows up. Yeah, and 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 Brooke is like, "Oh, I need to go tell Amanda something," <laughs> and it's like she's going to tell Amanda. Oh, by the way, while he's like there in the office. Yeah, yeah, and Amanda's like, "Oh my God, he's going to kill me." Yeah, yeah, she yeah it doesn't doesn't mince her words, makes no bones about it. She's like, "He's going to kill me," and flees. Yeah. Yeah, she flees. And, and and Jack is like, well, I came here to talk to my wife. 
Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to go see uh, Peter and Kimberly at the hospital. I guess mom left. Went back yeah. to Ohio. Yeah, she went back to Ohio. Um, and uh, the nut house, per Kimberly, is getting to her. Yeah. And yes. she oh. feels guilty. Someone else has an outburst and she freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, but she feels guilty for everything she did. I guess she's talking about killing Henry as well as blowing up Melrose place. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So that's sort of, we, we have, we have some contrition there from, from Miss Kimberly. I, we, we, we see the, the redemption that the road to redemption is, is underway. We've started. Okay, what the hell? Why is Amanda at the airport? Is she fleeing? Does she have a business trip? No, she's fleeing. She is fleeing. She probably just got on the next flight out of town to wherever, um, as people do in songs and TV shows. Um, And Jack just assumed, I guess, she would be there because Amanda shows up at the airport and Jack is right there waiting for her. And she tries to run. She tries to run. And he says, I just want to talk to you. And she's like, you've got 60 seconds. And he's like, please. I, is, term, is this when he also says that he that he needs her to be declared legally dead? I think he says that. But I can't remember if he says it to Brooke or to Amanda. Um, well, I think he's. Well, he does tell Amanda that it takes 10 years before someone can be declared legally dead and so he needs a divorce yeah that's what he says right it's like you've been gone for five i need you to be gone Uh, we can't declare legally dead for seven um so we have to get divorced and he i think it ends with some sort of question like are you gonna stay are you gonna go and a close with a close-up on her yeah and 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 basically he wants a clean break he needs a divorce he has a fiance right do you believe that I might not believe that. I'm not sure I do. No. I think Jack means menace. Ooh. I could use, I think, I think we could use some menace on Melrose Place right now. Yeah, I'm really with you. It's a little boring. It's boring. All of our troublemakers are otherwise engaged. And Brooke moves all the papers around, but isn't really a villain or an engine to drive anything. Mm-hmm. And Michael has kind of been sidelined and Jake is not even acting interesting right now. So yeah, we could do something interesting. Yeah. And they're trying to make Jane kind of into a bit of a villain and that's not working. Yeah. Jane can at best be convincing when she's aggressive in moments, but she's never going to be a heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm actually looking forward to the progression of the uh, Jack and Amanda storyline because we need to kick this season into gear because it's getting a little boring. Yeah. I mean, I think it started off as strong as any season ever has, but, but these first new storylines uh, are kind of a disappointment. And, so. Yeah. And I'm tired of like the Jake and, and Joe getting together, breaking up, getting together. Like, no, like get them together or break them up. Yeah. Um, me knowing how some of this stuff goes down further down the road, I am curious to hear what you're going to say. So, guys, what do you think? Are you with us? Are you against us? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Share. Yeah. 
Share, yep. share your feelings on back on the block pod on Facebook. Yep. And then this is where we leave you not knowing what's next with, with Jack and Amanda at the airport. But where we're going next is Hollywood Boulevard, where we're going to talk about succession. And maybe, and maybe some other Aaron Spelling TV related stuff. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> so follow us over there. Bye.